This is V, the good color witch. And this is Kylie, the bad color witch. Do you mean red is the bad color? No, I mean red, purple, black, gray, <laughs> and, and, and charcoal gray. <laughs> Those are definitely totally you. I don't really shy away from any colors. So no, all colors are good colors. Witch. Yes, exactly. Witch. You don't shy Ex- away from any color. Exactly. It's a travesty. Like red is the best, one of the best colors, and it's definitely my color. So it, I think it suits both of us because of our dark hair and pale complexions. Exactly. Exactly. Babies, welcome to Witch Theater. Welcome to Witch Theater. <laughs> Evan would say so oh my goodness um what are we well actually before we talk about what we're covering we have some fun exciting things to do there's so many fun exciting things to do we're gonna we're talking the village this week which is why we're talking about weird colors so i i think we tried to mention this on the botched deleted episode of the witches (laughs) that we Yes, I know, right? We'll eventually get there. That movie was great. I am not going to mind watching it again, honestly. Mm-mm. So we are doing a thing now uh, where if you leave us an iTunes review, be honest. Feedback is good. Feedback um, is good. If you Thank- don't give us five stars, I'm not letting you get a tarot. <laughs> Kylie is technically the gatekeeper of the reviews. Um, also, thank you, person who gave us one star. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I wish you had let us know why. Like, I wish you yeah, had like, let us know why. <laughs> let me know what I did so that I can keep doing it to piss you off. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you leave us an iTunes review, uh, you get a free one-card tarot reading. That's going to be in effect for the life of the podcast. Well, yeah, I guess. But if it ever grows... It, it might take a while for you to get your one card reading. And by the way, it's only if you leave a written review, not just if you give oh, us yeah. five stars, which we appreciate the five stars. We've gotten, a f- you know, a few of those. But if you leave us a written review, then we can give you a more apt reading. V can give yes. you a more apt reading. Exactly. So, Kylie, who do we have to this week? Um, Our OG Armando. Amazing. What did he say? Well, first of all, he messaged us and he was the sweetest cutie pie ever. I hope we're not fucking up your pronouns. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. So Armando from Instagram says, Kylie and V's podcast is super entertaining. It makes my boring warehouse job a lot less boring. They are also super funny. They deserve way more listeners. I agree. I love how interactive their podcast is and their banter back and forth is so funny. I love you guys and keep up the great work. Thank you, Armando. That's so Thank you, Armando. And also, for the record, he's had it signed from Thick Queen. Thick Queen. I love it. I love it. Okay, so Armando, your card is the Page of Cups. This is... I'm using the um, Modern Witch Tarot by Lisa Surly. I don't know if it's Surl or Surly, but it's an amazing deck. Very, very popular. The Page of Cups is about emotional kind of new emotional territory and especially I love the page of cups because the page of cups is always like caught a little fish in their cup so it always makes me think of like new budding friendships especially because there's emotional vulnerability there but Armando you are officially part of like the witch theater family so you have friends in us so yes um, you have OG message us anytime on the account on our personal accounts yes 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 so that's that is a card for the podcast review. You all are welcome to do that. Please do if you enjoy the podcast. Um, please leave a review because it, it it has something to do with the algorithm. I've learned that it makes more people see the podcast. So if you, if you're interested in growing the podcast and us continuing to do the podcast, please leave a review. Yeah. Also, at this point, you guys are like on ground level, so they're. You know, might be perks later. Ooh, perks. <laughs> that sounds interesting. 
Oh my goodness. Okay, V, so we're talking about the village. Do you want to talk about the cat? Yeah, Shamalama, Shamalama. I'm not Shamalama Lamalamas. I know, right? Like every single time. So this is peak Shyamalan 2004, written, directed, produced by M. Knight himself. He also has a cameo in this, which is fun. Does he really? Is he just a village person? No, he's uh, one of the, he's at the end. Oh, okay. He's at the end. Now, babies, if you have not seen this, honestly, I think it's worth watching the first time so that you could see the twist, the Shyamalan famous twist. However, I think that it's still an excellent film knowing what the twist it's is. It's well done. It's well done. It's very I, I well done. I knew the done. twist and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, very good. Um, I love this movie quite a lot. I was like trying to restrain myself and be like, I like it. But like I was watching it again this morning and I was just like, I can't focus on anything except Bryce Dallas Howard's face. Because she's. Oh, she's so stunning. Perfection. Okay. So Bryce Dallas Howard is our leading lady. She is Ivy Elizabeth Walker. Most recently, she's been doing the Jurassic World movies, and uh, I guess nobody has chemistry with Chris Pratt except for Aubrey Plaza because, well, he's also like a crazy Christian, crazy pants person. So what happened to him? And nothing to do with being Christian. No offense to Christians, he's in that church in L.A. that's like anti-gay. So that we do mm. not support. We do not, not okay. support that. Not okay. Not okay. I'm going to go ahead and just bump her up. But Judy Greer plays her sister and also plays her sister in Jurassic World. So that's kind of cute and fun. I didn't know that. I just remember Judy Greer from 13 going on 30. Yes. I re- that was the first movie I saw Judy Greer in. I also really like Judy Greer in Arrested Development where she also plays a character named Kitty, which is her character's name in this. So I think she's just a great actor. I think she's a great, not to say second tier in a bad way. I think she's just a great supporting actress. Mm-hmm. And like. I'm glad she's made a career of it because I think she's incredible. Yeah, she's great. great. I think she could be a leading lady, absolutely. But if she's going to keep getting these roles, she's doing a damn good job. I mean, sometimes you just don't want to, like, take on the burden of the leading lady part. And you just want to, like, have fun with it. And I feel like that's Judy's M.O. I hope so because that's what she's getting. I hope that she's happy with it. she's been doing it for quite a while, so. Mm -hmm. This was in 2004, right? Four. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, this cast is just fantastic, y'all. So, it our leading really man is the incomparable Joaquin <sighs> Phoenix. Man, oh man, what a broody baby. Mm. What a handsome motherfucker. Oh my god. So, the Joker, obviously fantastic. I freaking loved that movie. It was me too. incredible. Uh, it made me cry, the, it made me laugh, it made me do yeah, all the things. Yeah, that movie was intense. One of the first things I ever saw Joaquin Phoenix in was Walk the Line, which yep. was... It's just, it's a great biopic. Did he biopic. win an Oscar for that? Or he got nominated he prob- at least? He probably did. He probably did. He's been he in plays- a multitude of... Who does he hmm. play, though, by the way? In Walk the Line? No, in this movie. Oh, he's Lucius Hunt. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Adrian Brody as Noah mm. Percy. Adrian Brody, also fantastic. Uh, definitely your type, Kylie. Yeah, I'm super into Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody's totally your type. He's also, what is it, The Pianist? I don't think I've ever actually seen yeah. it, but he's super I've famous I've never seen that. it, but I know that he won an Oscar for it, I'm pretty sure. He was in the new Predator movie, which was good. Oh. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Or I think it was called Predators. Sigourney Weaver, my absolute oh. friggin' queen, who is in all of the Alien movies and... Oh, God. I love Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Uh, she's in so many movies we will eventually cover on this podcast that I'm just going to, like, make sure we do that. I have a very real question for you. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver or Angelica Houston? Fuck you. <laughs> I know my answer. I mean, i probably pick Angelica, honestly. Me too. Sigourney is iconic as hell. Like, she is. She's just not my vibe. You know? Right, like, I'm not gonna dress up as Ripley from Alien. Like, I just, I don't think that's, like, but yes, I could do Morticia, you know, yeah, or yeah. the Grand High Witch or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so, Gordy Weaver plays Joaquin Phoenix's mother, which, honestly, I believe when I look at the two of them, that's, like, a perfect casting to me. Joaquin Phoenix was too old for this role, though. Like, I think he was, like, he was in his late 20s. He should have been, like, 18 to do this role, Mm-mm. though. No, I don't think so. Okay. Makes sense to me. I don't know. Um, and we also have Brendan Gleeson 
who uh, is Mad-Eye Moody in the Harry Potter series. Wait, um, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Yeah. He's also dad he- to Donald Gleason, who is in a ton of shit these days, like Ex Machina, but... Wait, no, no, yeah, no, 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 wait. So who is August Nicholson in this movie? Who is he? He's the guy whose son died. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Brendan That's Gleason Mad-Eye also- Moody? Yeah, he's also in 28 Days Later, which is really good. Okay, but he's Mad-Eye Moody. That's all I care about. No, I know. I know. And then our final cast member, who arguably is the best person in this entire movie and also died last week, is William (gasps) Hurt. Rest in peace, William Hurt. Yeah, he was only, he was 71. Um, Most recently. way too young. It's way too young. Um, most recently he, I mean, he's done a lot of amazing shit and he's just fucking impeccable in this movie. He was most recently, most famously, uh, Thaddeus Ross in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I'm I was sad so to hear sad. I was really sad to hear he died. Yeah. It, Cause he's, he's just a really good actor. Um, it was, this is like weird auspicious timing for us to do this. Like, don't ever say the witches aren't like on top of their shit. We are witches. We are definitely witches. <sighs> I've had some weird witchy moments this week and I'm like, the fuck, what are my powers? They are right? good powers. They're powers, <laughs> I use, they're powers I use for good. However, they are a little spooky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, William you for- Hurt. Plays the patriarch of the community, which is yes. uh, Edward Walker. He also has all of the best lines in the movie. I didn't enjoy his performance that much. But what? <laughs> he was fine. He was fine. I didn't think he was out. Woman, he had me in tears several times. Are you kidding? Oh. No, I am not kidding. I part Tell of- me when you're in tears while I'm going through mm-hmm. this, because that in- that intrigues me. Yes. I- oh, I most certainly will. Let's get into the summary. So we start off in this. They say it's the 19th century, so 1800s. Um, someone is burying their son. Apparently, it's Mad-Eye Moody burying <laughs> his son. We see scenes of a calm community life. Everyone's working together to create this life it's very nice however the kids find a dead animal and it is skinned so something's going on lucius hunt or joaquin phoenix right joaquin yeah joaquin his brother died very young and i always try to say his name river i always want to say river is speaking to the town elders he's asking permission to cross the woods to gather medicine because the young boy who died in the beginning mad eye moody's son he could have been prevented, basically, is what he's yeah. he's thinking. They actually show the gravestone, too. Like, it says, it's like 1867. And, like, this kid was seven years old. Yeah, but can we spoil that for a second? Yeah, let's spoiler just go ahead and alert. spoil it. It's modern day, so why did they write that? So they're convincing these people it's the 1800s. Straight up. Yeah, I don't know. That part was more for the audience than anything else, it felt like. Yeah, like, what the hell? They lied about that fucking year? Okay. They're just hiding away. (laughs) I mean, I understand that part of it. Like, I get the premise that they're separated and stuff. I don't get them naming a year for it, I guess. But, okay. Again, I feel like that was just for the audience. I think you're completely right. No, you're totally right. Also, the crazy pig boar head above your head is really distracting. (laughs) Should I change it? No, you shouldn't. It's funny. Um, (laughs) It's dark for you, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So Lucius is interested in the towns um, that are beyond. That's what they call them, the towns that are beyond the woods. And um, others think that they are wicked places where wicked, 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 where, where wicked people live. There you go. Say that five times fast. Where wicked people live. Where wicked people live. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Alice Hunt, so Lucius's mother, um, declares to the town that the dead animals are from a coyote who is mad. Basically, he's like rabbit or something like that. That's why he's not eating the meat. He's only skinning them. Okay. Mm. Okay, Alice. Get, Get your head out of your ass, Alice. 
Well, Alice knows what's going on. Alice um, definitely knows what's going on. We haven't really established <laughs> that there's this whole thing of those we do not speak of that are yes. in the woods and like making weird noises all the time and yeah, are allegedly skinning these animals. They, right now they're attributing it, attributing it to coyotes. Um, they do start talking about it because um, mm-hmm. he's like all the kids, they're like talking about it in school because they all found the the dead rabbit. Yeah, and they and and Alice is saying that we do not believe that the boundary has been breached that surrounds the town. So, so they're trying they're, to like keep the peace, control the narrative. These people are sociopaths. Anyway, same shit, different century. <laughs> <laughs> you're completely. Oh fuck, you're completely right. Oh damn, V. Damn, it's always topical on this podcast. <laughs> We try to keep it topical and sad, apparently. Oh, my God. No, I'm totally with you. So a young woman who we I now know is Kitty, but I wrote young woman because they didn't name her yet, wants to marry Lucius. And she declares her love for him. He does not reciprocate. And in a very dramatic scene, she is crying to her mother, which as like an 18-year-old makes perfect sense. It was actually her sister. Bryce was the one comforting her. Or Ivy. Oh, Ivy was? Mm-hmm. They're like besties. It's really cute. No, they are later. I just didn't notice that it was her in the beginning, I guess. The people drama in this movie is what makes it so good. Like, it's very funny the way that the scene of her talking to Lucius goes down. Not necessarily funny. I would say entertaining. Okay. That's fair. Like, it's not like I'm not, like, laughing out loud, but it was definitely riveting. It has yes. it had me entertained, for sure. Yeah, there. Th- this movie is very entertaining. We watched this movie last year. I remember very specifically, for a reason I'll explain later. But we watched it last year, so, like, remember the twist and everything and, like, all the specifics of it. And he's like, it's not that scary. But there were some scenes where we were, no. just, like, we're in the middle of cooking dinner. And we're just, like, it's, like, very good. It's good suspense. It's good suspense, and I was entranced by it. I was not scared at all by any of it. Oh, no, I don't think it's scary, but it is intriguing. Like, you, I think you hit the it nail on the head. It keeps your it's attention. Very Definitely yeah, for sure. Attention. Well, that's isn't that what makes a movie good, though? Like, even when you've, like, seen it before, like, like your initial viewing of it, like, it's different because you don't know where it's going. Like, there's that big old shock factor. Unfortunately, I knew. Well, I mean, I've had plenty of movies like that. You know, like, when we watched Leprechaun, I had no idea where it was going well. After the first five minutes, I could figure it out after he swallowed the damn gold <laughs> coin. I'm like, the leprechaun's not going to like that shit. But, you know, if it's good, it's still good even if you know what's going to happen, basically. I would say this was still an enjoyable movie for me to watch. I wish it wasn't spoiled because I think I would have lost my shit. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I saw it, it was very... Exciting. It, yeah, it was. I yeah. love a good mind fuck. This is a mind fuck. This is fully a mind fuck for sure. It totally is. Yeah. If you haven't. And unfortunately, I wasn't into scary movies at the time. So I just hadn't seen it yet. So mm-hmm. Noah Percy gets in trouble. Right. So Noah Percy is like hitting kids with sticks. He has some form of developmental disability. I'm not sure what to call it. I don't feel like diagnosing him because number one, it's a fictional character. Number two, I am not a professional. He Number three. Is, this is the alleged 18th century. They definitely yeah. were just like, oh, he's just slow. Yeah, I was going to say, he is slow. He also is very nonverbal, which makes it kind of hard. He it basically gets lumped in with the other children a lot. Like, at one point, there's babysitting happening, and Noah is part of the babysat group. Yeah. But I will say the love that the community has for him is very sweet. Especially Ivy. Ivy and even Lucius. Mm-hmm. They're very They're, sweet. They love him. They they mm-hmm. they take care of him. They love him. I like I I wrote down Ivy is kind to him. Noah apparently so now we're sitting with Ivy, Noah, and Lucius. Noah picked red berries, which is the bad color. It's the bad color. It is the bad color. And he picked them. He shows Noah where they're from. And it is beyond the bounds of the town. Yeah. Or the village. So the village. it's time for a witch break. This may be one where I'm stretching a little bit, you guys, but uh, 
It's not the first time I've taken a break to talk about color symbolism, okay? Okay. Where did I put my book? I had a book. I always do this. My books are around and then they're not around anymore. Damn. I did this last time too. I don't remember what it was about. I was going to get my, my candle magic book had a lot more like color association things, you know, like, like the color red is associated with anger and danger and, you know, a stop, a stop sign is red, you know, to, because it's a bright, vibrant color. It's, um, it's great. Um, it's also associated with love and passion. And like, I read a couple of things cause I was just wondering if there was any, there's not good trivia on this y'all. There's, there's just isn't, which I was expecting there to be like the process yeah. behind creating the movie, maybe like why he chose red and yellow. So I'm going to go ahead and theorize. Um, but red is, red is a color of, of love and passion and, um, like excitement. Um, it's also the color of blood. <laughs> Which is probably why. I think that's why. what they were going for. Well, I think the practical reason was because all those berries grow in the woods. And if they're like, oh, that's the bad color. Don't go near the bad color. So nobody will go into the woods because the berries are red. But also yeah. because of blood. In Within the movie, yes. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I use um, in tarot reading, color symbolism is a huge. That was actually part of what helped me blossom into the wonderful tarot reader I am today. Um, color, color <laughs> symbolism. Don't toot your own horn enough there, V. Damn. <laughs> Red I is agree the color. with you. I'm just, I'm Thank just you. laughing. Look, I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of being modest when I know I'm amazing, okay? It doesn't seem mm-hmm. very fair. It's not really she fair is. to yourself. She is an amazing tarot reader. Thank you very much. I run all my tarot by her. I pull my own cards, I make my own thing, and then I also hear her perspective. Because I get it for free, bitches, because she's one of my best friends. <laughs> Um, but back to the color red. So red is is fire and creativity and passion and kind of spark, you know, sparking things. And I think particularly in this movie, that makes me think of like people getting ideas to go out of the village oh, and into the okay. woods and stuff. Um, but I think for for which purposes too, like I wear red when I want to like get pep, you know, get fired up. Um, red is also really good for your root chakra. Um, your root chakra is. Uh, I always jokingly say it's where your butthole is, but that's not very reverent. I thought um, that was the sacral chakra. No, your sacral chakra is the one above that. That's like in your uterus area. And if you're a dude, like it's oh. like below the belly button. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's like kind of your belly button area. Um, no, your root chakra is like where you, like your the lowest part of your tailbone. Torse. It's where your tailbone yeah, is. exactly. Exactly. But your root chakra is red. You can kind of think of it like the molten core of the earth, nice and red, bright and shiny, <laughs> um, or other th- other places where my dirty mind is going right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> your root chakra, um, and, and wearing colors is a good way to kind of activate your chakras if, if they're underactive, but when your root chakra is not active, um, you feel insecure, you feel unsafe, you feel like your basic needs are not needs are not being met a lot of the time um especially for me because I get scatterbrained and high anxiety throughout the day and I have to do like root chakra exercises to try and be like I will literally get out of my chair and get on the ground (laughs) to do that I sat Um, out in the middle of my front yard for two hours the other day to ground myself so I fully get it and my dad goes my dad's like Okay, my parents are very supportive. They're like, I don't give a fuck, whatever you want to do. My dad goes, Why don't you take why don't you take the chair out there with you? And I was like, the whole point. So my root sit chakra on sits on the yeah. ground. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Like so I know color. my ass got wet. But <laughs> I, just, I just changed my pants and my underwear when I came inside and that was fine. But I it needed to happen. I just needed to connect again. Like I was just <laughs> I was just out of it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I had to do that the other day, too. Um, on Monday. In your, when in your like, townhouse started. complex, you sat out yeah. on the ground? Yeah, there's a little, like, retention pond. It was actually really cute because, like, I could see the houses across the way, and it kind of felt like I was in my own private space. It was really lovely. Nice. Yeah. Um, We're just a couple that, of witches, guys. Just a couple yeah. of witches. You know, just Living going out. In- Living in the suburbs. <laughs> right. Right. So that's the color red. I mean, I guess it being the bad color, I guess because it's blood. 
Do you know anything about the color yellow? Why they use that as a good color? Yeah, yellow is associated with like the sun and warmth and happiness and, joy, and like yeah. and joy. Yeah, like I mean, it, in reality, your yellow chakra, your your solar plexus chakra, which is like where your stomach your stomach is and your diaphragm, not your belly, but like just below your breastbone, basically, um, like the middle of your torso. That actually is the fire chakra. Um, the root chakra I forgot to mention is is the earth chakra, which makes sense for grounding. You want to get you know earthy. Um, you know, make yourself a tree, dig your dig your toes in the dirt and stuff. Um, mm, but for mm-hmm. your your solar plexus chakra, that's a, that was actually my intro to chakras was the solar plexus chakra, and that's our center. I've definitely talked about this before on the podcast, but that's your center of determination and confidence. Um, and it's a it's a chakra for me personally that is underactive a lot of the time. And then I was like, I wonder why I get stomach aches all the time. Well, <laughs> the chakra is very much still a part of like your functioning body too. Um, but the color yellow... Um, Get some citrine, yeah. guys. Get some citrine. Oh, yeah. Citrine is excellent for that. Um, sunstone's got to be one of my all-time favorites for um, the solar plexus. Some people say they use it for your sacral chakra, too, which is orange. Um, your yeah, mine is rainbow. The sunstone I have is orange. Nice. Nice. Well, it's not yeah, nice. Of- I, I'm just saying <laughs> It no, is what it is. No, it's nice that you have sunstone, I mean. Oh, yes. It's a, it's just a little skull. It's very cute. Yellow is, um, yeah, they call it the safe color, not the good color um, in the movie. You were so clever when you came up with good color and bad color, so. Well, also because, like, the color is just good to me. Also, like, I don't know about safe colors because I wear, like, turquoise lipstick, and I don't know if that's a quote-unquote safe lipstick color. I would definitely hope it wouldn't be, but I like to be bold. Yes, you do. I love that about um, you. Thank you very much. Today's we shade both- is is red, of course. Mine is, like, a red nude. Yep, yep. Lamath Lips got the... It's the Lamborghini, which is probably my, my favorite right now. It's so good. Did Are we good on color yellow? Do you think we're good? I think so. Lucius believes that Noah went into the woods because of this whole finding the roadberry situation. Um, he was not harmed. So he petitions again to go through the woods to the other towns for medicine. And he's using the idea that if you don't have ill intent, then you won't be bothered by these creatures. Sweet, innocent village boy. Oh, my God. I love Lucius. He's so Like, sweet. the idea that somebody would harm somebody else for no reason just doesn't well, cross his foot. But they're creatures. So, to him, they're creatures. They're not human. Mm. Mm. He tells his mother that there are secrets in every corner of this village. He, he references this black box that's in the corner of their home and she says that has pieces of her evil past, a.k.a. could have had her cell phone. Let's be real here. What year was this, though? No. It was like the 70s when they moved. So yeah, there were no cell, cell phones. Phone. Yeah. But that's all I could think of. I was like, her iPhone sitting in there. <laughs> if they do a remake of this, it would never, ever work in modern society. It'd have to be like the third generation. It'd yeah, have to I be feel- like Lucius's kids now growing up. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, at the end of this, no one knows shit. They keep the secret. Yeah. Um, Because they send a fucking blind girl through the forest. We're going to get there. (laughs) Oh, my God. It pisses me off. He does say that Ed Walker has feelings for his mother, even though Ed Walker is married. So that's a thing. Yeah. I actually realized the second time watching this, because, yes, I did. I did do the V thing and watched it twice. Yay. Because I, I did stri- I straight up enjoy this film so much. Oh, I did. I um, enjoyed it, too. I might the people it, intrigue. I it. The people intrigue is so good in this. And the acting is just, like, stupid. It's so great. Yeah, the acting um, is really fucking good. Stupid in a good way. I use stupid in yeah. a negative yeah, and yeah, positive yeah. way. It just depends upon my tone. So if I ever text you and I say that's stupid, I will clarify. I promise. No, um, she won't. Bitch. <laughs> Not always. Not always. I usually say stupid good. You like did. if I mean good. That's true. That's very true. See? Um, See how we can so, call each other a bitch and be fine? Guides us friendship. Yay. Um, he's, he says that 
um, she kn- he knows that he has a crush on her because he never touches her, and that was basically what Ivy had said to him. Yeah, when they were at the rock, because he was she was like, I know why you rejected my sister. You used to walk with me all the time, and you wouldn't even help me up when I fell one time. And it was like, oh shit, Lucian, because his dick moves when she touches him. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's what it is. That's what now, it is. Now, now. <laughs> um, another reason red is the bad color. I didn't remember that Ed Walker was married when I first wrote this. So. Oh, yeah. When I rewatched it a year ago and I was like, why does he like he likes her, but he's married? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes that shit happens, unfortunately, but he doesn't well, act. And they also it, so. have been together now for fucking forever. Yeah, they've so. known each other for in a very intimate way because they're all like elders. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's wrong to have a crush on somebody as long as you don't act on it when you're married, you know? Yeah, I agree. Crushes are a natural part of life i think yeah yeah i don't i think avoiding them is stupid like i think not avoiding them but like not acknowledging them is not gonna get you anywhere like say i'm watching a movie and i have a crush on a character or like a actor like Mm -hmm. i find michael b jordan fucking fine and we watch black panther i'm not gonna not comment on how fine or fine Michael B. Jordan is. But, like, even in real life, I've had work crushes. I've had... That doesn't change who I'm with or what I love, who I love. Right. Like, it's just, like, a thing. But that's... As long as you keep it just a thing, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't act on anything. And not even act... I mean act emotionally, too. Like, as long as you don't cross that line. Yeah. Don't be cheating, y'all. I find emotional cheating cheating, so... Don't be cheating. Yeah. But you can find someone cute and have a, a good rapport. That's fine. Yeah. But just don't get emotionally or physically involved and you're good. Chemistry can exist on many other levels yes. other than romantic, so. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. That's Thank why you, we babe. have a podcast. <laughs> because we have chemistry. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so Lucius... Does he's on like boundary duty? I don't know what to call that, but he's like boundary, boundary duty. Good. Yeah, they're all dressed in yet. Yeah, like everybody's got yellow capes on. They've got like, yellow it's capes like red riding on. Cape, but it's yellow. But it's yellow. A nice shade of mustard, though. I will say. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's a pretty it's color. Kind of muted. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. And he finds the he does go beyond the boundaries, and he finds the red berries. He hears grumbling and he retreats back to the town or the village, I guess. I would call it a village Uh-oh. because that's the name of the movie. So, wow. <laughs> didn't think about that when I wrote town. Um, <laughs> the night watchman is now up in his tower. He sees this was the only jump scare I had in this entire movie. He's staring down through the like um, trap door. That he has on the bottom of his tower. And he sees someone in red run underneath. That was the only jump scare I had during this entire movie. He- Are jump scares really the value of a horror movie for you, though? Because there's I plenty mean, it's of a big, good, like... It's a big part of it for me. I mean, like, that's actually getting scared. Yeah. I that's mean, the like, only the scare I have, though. I don't... I'm not scared by, like, the lore of it. I'm not scared of, like... Like, we just tried to watch La Llorona, The Conjuring. The oh, latest La Llorona. Con- yeah. I'm not well. <laughs> we watched 20 minutes of it, and I had to stop it. It's Let scary. us know if you want us to cover La Llorona, guys. <laughs> guys. That sounds fun. Guys. We have guys. a whole Conjuring universe to get through. It should be fun. Conjuring we'll is my favorite horror universe. It is my favorite horror universe. It's pretty great. Okay, anyway. So he rings the bell. The Night Watchman rings the bell because he sees the red cloak, the bad color cloak. In a very dramatic scene, Ivy is waiting for Lucius with her hand out, even though there is a red hooded person from the other side or whatever they call it. They we do not speak of, I think. They, yeah, who knows? It's very Those Harry Potter. Those we do not speak of. It's very Harry Potter. It's very he who must not be named. I'm just saying. 
Um, I think this came out. Oh yeah, it came af- out a few way years after. after Harry yeah. Potter was written in like 1989, so it's way after. So anyway, Luke Lucius does come and get her. They pulls her down into their cellar. Barely saves her from the demonic porcupine because that's what he looks like. <laughs> it does look like a demonic porcupine. So it's now the next day. Creatures have left red on like a red slash on each of the town's doors. We find out it was because Lucius did cross the line. Between. This is like the only like biblical thing that happens in the whole it's very movie, biblical. even though they're it's like very biblical. pretty. Yeah, like it's it's interesting because they skirt this line of like Protestant town without doing any religious things. But it's which I thought was actually kind of nice. Yeah, it was nice. Oh, it yeah. was very nice. But the slash on the door is very biblical. Would you like to enlighten us, Judaic studies lady? For those um, who are not in the know. So, I believe is one of the plagues, right? Yeah, the plague of yeah, the firstborn. Yeah, so they, it was to take their firstborn male child. To combat that, they put lamb's blood on their doors, I believe, right? Yep. And now yep. the Jews celebrate Passover. Now we celebrate Passover. I'm just making sure that my Passover knowledge is in alignment with my knowledge of Christianity. <laughs> Christians don't celebrate. Well, we sort of celebrate no. Passover, like no, a they don't bit, celebrate like, Passover, but it is yeah, in it's not the like, Old Testament. Yeah, like that's a whole Jewish holiday. But like, yeah, as as a former Christian, guys, did you not know that I was a former Christian? Guys, did you not Jewish know that podcast? Christians ignore the Old Testament? Because they yeah, do. pretty much. No, it's really weird in Christianity because we spend a lot of time reading the Bible, talking about the Bible, doing all these things, and then like not doing anything with old testament because we're like well jesus died so we can ignore all that shit jesus was a jew guys jesus was a jew <laughs> jesus is <laughs> not a blasphemy though he was a jew he was i know i'm not yeah, mean. It's not blasphemy so kitty gets married married to another random guy and they don't talk about him they're having this beautiful i will say a beautiful wedding ceremony everyone's wearing like flower crowns they're dancing they're doing it's beautiful now the kids come back there are more warnings in the village livestock have been skinned again these porcupines are getting intense like what i don't know why they did it honestly i don't know there why. is no reason why the the elders did this also they don't resolve that because like who's Oh, I have a theory. We'll get there. Okay. Don't let me forget. Oh, I'll try not to. There is a conversation, convo, between Lucius and Ivy. They are obviously fucking in love, and they have great chemistry, I will say. It's so good. It's so good. It made me feel things in, like, the bottom part of your stomach. You know how when Mm -hmm. there's, like, a love story in the bottom Mm -hmm. pit of your stomach? And you're probably sacral chakra. Honestly, let's be real here. Yeah! And it, like, blooms up into the rest of you. That's how it feels when you watch Lucius and Ivy. They're very sweet. They are they, super cute. They want to get married. That is the witchiest thing I've ever said in my life, by the way. I love it so much. I'm glad the, that it's been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> the town elders... Sorry, I have trivia that's only going to make sense with what we were talking about with okay. Lucius and Ivy being adorable. Um, oh, they're so, so cute. So I found out, I found out that Joaquin Phoenix carved a walking stick for Bryce Dallas Howard. Shut the fuck up! I swear to fucking and he God, t- he carved Ivy into it for her. The so Phoenixes are method actors, which is probably part of why River died. I thought it was an overdose. It had to do with his acting. They found. Though. Oh, really? I mean, it's like it's like Heath Ledger shit. It's it's bad. The only one who's immune to it so far is Jared Leto, who is he's not going to be immune just for psychopathic. Long. Yeah, he did Morbius, and I don't know that guy is psychopathic, and he's not good anymore. He's so fine. <laughs> Yeah, that man is beautiful. Have you ever seen my type more than Jared Leto? <laughs> no, because especially with the beard and the long hair. Oh, girl, he looks like a skinny Jesus. 
And I'm okay, so it. skinny Jesus is your type. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not into the. I'm into the Jewish part. Yeah, not the Christian part. I'm into the. Jew- <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. He couldn't I know. possibly be a Christian. It's a religion after himself. Like, <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, we're talking so much about Jesus. <laughs> we really have, but I'm just saying the long hair and the beard. I'm into it. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Lucius and I, if you're going to get married, and like, this is when it turns into a love story, and I'm just like, yeah. this is perfection. Like, it's great. It's- this is, the movie takes a really interesting turn here that I, like, I'm so invested. Oh, I was so into Lucius and Ivy. Like, too much. Like, too much. So adorable. Now that the town elders are questioning all the village folk about what's going on. Um, Noah comes to see Lucius. So it's come out throughout the throughout the community. Town gossip, yeah. The town gossip. It's a very small village. That's why it's called the village. Um It can't be more than a hundred people. Oh, less than, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Lucius and it's become known that Lucius and Ivy are a thing. They're gonna request to be married. Noah comes in and stabs the shit out of Lucius. Like, it, it's brutal. It's brutal. Like, he's trying to explain to him, like, there's different types of love, and and Noah just stabs him. Stabs him once, and then when Lucius falls, stabs him multiple times in the chest. There is it's a absolutely, miracle he's alive at There's all. absolutely no way that man would be alive with no medical help that long. There's no way that man would be alive. Unless Noah's just a really, Noah's a really shitty stabber. (laughs) I'm just saying I think he would have bled out by this point. Lucius is bleeding. Ivy finds Lucius bleeding on the floor. He's barely. It's so dramatic. Because they don't, they don't know Noah's parents find him. Noah's parents find him with blood all over him. And he's like, it's the bad color, which is like, you know. Red. Yes. Obviously it's bad. And like, nobody can find out who's been hurt. And like, Ivy immediately knows what's happened. And because she, yeah, she knows she may be blind, but her superpower is literally everything except seeing because she's just Ivy's, incredible. Oh, Ivy's the best. Um, Ivy's amazing. It's, this is the, also one of the most unrealistic movies we've ever covered. Yeah, there's no way in fuck that this would but, ever you know. happen. Not this part. Later, there is absolutely no way in fuck she'd make it through the woods. OK, there's no way. Um, but she finds him and it's really sad. Like it's She just, finds him. I, she holds his head, which, guys, I've lost my partner. I cried. Yeah, I, I cried. was crying. I Patrick cried. and I were, yeah, we're, Patrick and I are like in the middle of cooking dinner and we just have this on in the background and we're just like holding each other weeping. Yeah, I cried. Um, it's, it's a lot. This movie is a lot, but this it's movie's so good. really good, guys. It's really, really good. Ivy finds Lucius bleeding on the floor. He's barely alive. They do lock Noah up, which is good because he is a murderer almost. He is an assaulter at the very least. Ivy asks permission to go through the woods for medicine, just like Lucius did, which made me a little emotional. Mm-hmm. Father, I called him Father Walker, but I just mean her dad. <laughs> That's appropriate, though. He's, like, the head of the he whole is. damn town. He, he really is. And they don't talk about religion, which I found a very interesting. I found it very interesting that they didn't talk about religion. I liked that. But I. Yeah, it he's was the head of the school. Yeah, he's the head of the school. Yeah, like, the, but not the, the head. They don't talk about church. That, that They don't talk about me. church. Like, they, the people get, um, when Kitty gets married, it's outside. It's mm-hmm. not even in a church. So, like, it makes me think that there may not be religion in this society. I which don't is think there great. is. Which is kind of well, he would like amazing. Yeah, I mean, they just all wear flower religion. crowns and celebrate her marriage. They don't like. It's like a proper hand fasting, which is a very witchy thing. It's very witchy. Yeah, it's very witchy. It's very very they, witchy. They just out there doing non magical witch shit in the woods <laughs> with flower crowns, dancing and circles. Can't wait to cover midsummer. Cannot wait to cover Midsummer. Yes. I've never seen it, so. My girl, Florence. Florence who? Florence Pugh. That turned into a knock-knock joke. So. Florence who? Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Anyway. Um, anyway. 
Ivy is asking to be allowed to go into the woods. I wrote, quote, yeah, let's send the blind girl. Um, Which is the argument the other elders have, honestly. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? A few boys go with her. They immediately leave. They have, she does have magic rocks that she says will keep them. She has, I will point out, she has learned something that we don't know quite yet. Also, like, she's not, she's got more motivation than, everybody else is way more terrified. And, like, she's got more motivation than anybody else. But the elders won't go. What kind of magic rocks do you like to use, V? Oh, so many. I have so many magic rocks. I have way more than you do. (laughs) I know you do. I specifically want to talk about the magic rocks that protect you from monsters. And by protect you from monsters, I mean your own goddamn anxiety and sleep paralysis shit. I use... I use tourmaline, I use lipidolite, I use indigo tourmaline or euphorolite is some, you can't use that, but whatever, I'm not selling it, so euphorolite. So yeah. Indigo tourmaline, I think it's called. That's what I said, that's what I said. Indigo tourmaline, you can also call it euphorolite if you're from that specific mine. Um, I use just regular tourmaline. Tourmaline is my main protection stone. Yeah, for sure. I have a tourmaline that's got lapidolite in it. They grow <gasps> together. so Or they have grown. Grown? Is that how you say it? Crystal yeah. grows? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, they have formed. I, have one. I would say formed. Yeah, yeah. So I have a, uh, I don't, I think it's from Nigeria. It's a tourmaline with lapidolite in it. And um, Shut the fuck up. When Can I, I buy it off you? Fuck no. That's my baby. His name is Jackie. <laughs> oh my God. You name your, all your stones? No, some of them have names and some of them don't. That one's name is Jackie because when I bought it, the girl was like, this one's like Jackie Chan. He'll protect your neck. And I'm like, his name is Jackie and I need him immediately. Oh, I don't he need goes my stones because they're stones. Everywhere. They're not people. They have personalities. Just I, like my tarot I, decks. Yeah, that's that's where we differ. And that's okay. But anyway, Jackie, Jackie goes everywhere with me. Your witchcraft can be different. That's totally fine. I love animism is just part of my thing so i know it is Mm -hmm. it's just not Um, part of mine yeah i think uh i have a giant log of that sparkly tourmaline from magic relics that really big hi amy hi christian this big ass baby oh yeah i've got some i've got one of those too bigger than my fist it's Um, it's over on my uh on my crystal shelf Shungite is also a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always tell Shungite from other black crystals because it's usually got some pyrite in it, which is the it's like low gold flex. Low gold flex. Um. <laughs> I'm at a gold flex. Low gold flex. <laughs> clear quartz always is good in a pinch too for clearing your mind and your guys. Just get into them. crystals. I swear. I swear. They have um, enhanced my practice. To a yeah. ridiculous amount. I yeah. I am a crystal witch at this point. Like, mm-hmm. every spell I do, I include crystals. Every reading I do with tarot, I include crystals. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I highly... Oh, obsidian highly is another recommend. good protective crystal. Oh, my entire obsidian. life is obsidian and tourmaline, so... Yes. Jet is apparently a good one for grounding, but I, I don't have, have jet. I do have a hunk of jet. <laughs> Uh, my favorite lately has been Snowflake Obsidian. <gasps> okay. Love Snowflake Obsidian. Super good for your root chakra. So I've been wearing that a lot lately because I've been feeling very scatterbrained. Um, Do you have like a bracelet? Yep. Oh, she's wearing it right now, guys. Yep. I am. I am with my uh, with my Unikite, which is my one of my all-time favorites. What else is good for protection? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's what we know. That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, I can't believe we've never taken like a proper crystal break. <laughs> uh, guys, crystals are incredible. Please consider going to Amy and Christian at Magic Relics and Magic mm-hmm. Relic Fossils. Mm-hmm. I would say they're my main source of crystals. I've bought from other places, but that's my main source too. Yeah. They're our main. I've, they're our main source. They're so nice. They're so. They're some of my best, like closest friends at this point. And they will take care of you. They, if you tell them, "Hey, I need a, I need a crystal for this," yeah, they'll hook you up. They'll hook you up. Your, they'll hook you up. They've hooked me up with several of my. I have my dream pink amethyst, and my dream. I literally had a dream about this lapidolite sphere, and they found it. It was wild. 
Crystals are fabulous. They're great tools. I keep them in my purse. I'm not actually which you keep in my bra. I keep them in my yeah. purse. I keep them everywhere. I I carried one in my bra one time, and then I thought that I lost it and didn't find it for five days, and uh, so I don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. I only it's do good. it at my house. I don't do it if I'm leaving my house. So. Oh yeah, I took it. I took a a, a lapis that I use for um, headaches. Because it was a drinking holiday. It was Gasparilla. And I was like, I need to take this with me. So I put it in my bra. And it stayed there the whole day. Well, But when we got home, I couldn't find it. Probably because I was drunk. <laughs> okay, anyway. anyway. We have gone on so many tangents today. That was a witch break. That was a good witch break. Okay, so we are flashing back now. We're flashing back to the shed that... The dad, I forget his name. Father Walker, 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 Ed Walker. No. Yeah, Edward Walker. Yeah, Ed Walker. I call him Father Walker in my brain. Um, took her, <laughs> took Ivy to the shed. They, those who do, they not speak of those who they do not speak of. Whatever, are actually just costumes. So yeah, they're just weird. They have red, pointy, red porcupine, red demonic porcupines. Yeah. Are just costumes. Now, what they never answer is, who did they put in these costumes? I think the elders are doing it. So, like, Sigourney, Walker, Noah's parents. Oh, so you think the elders are the ones in the costumes? Yeah, they rotate. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, they, like, they all take turns. They, like, they go in the woods and make sounds. And, like, because then Ivy asks about the skinned animals. And he's, like, I don't know who's doing that. But it's going to stop. Who's doing that then? Someone fucked up. That's Someone fucked up. This is the part of the movie that I really love. Because the conversation the elders have with each other about Ivy going. They have, like, these beautiful lines about grief and about hope. And... Funny enough, so my brother asked me to stand up with him at his, at his wedding. I was like his grooms. I said I was a groomsmaid. <laughs> but I gave my speech, and my brother is also big into movies. So this is the quote that is in this movie that I said in my speech for my brother's wedding, which is, the world moves for love. It kneels before it in awe. Hmm. Steve, that's so pretty. I know. There's so many good, beautiful lines. Like, he has a really beautiful line about grief. And, like, they have beautiful lines about hope. Like, it's just so many beautiful, well-written speeches. And William Hurt just delivers them like a motherfucking amazing. It's just so good. I'm just clutching my fluorite right now, by the way. (laughs) I'm feeling emotional while we do this. I don't know why. It is a very, it's an emotional movie. It is. It is. I like it, but I don't like it. When I'm covering it. You know what I mean? I know, because it makes me feel feels. I'm having a lot of feels. Ivy is now... We're now seeing Ivy going through the woods. Ivy falls into a ravine slash pit. (laughs) But makes it out. She claws her way out in a very muddy way. This girl is blind. And she's going through the woods by herself. It's literally impossible. This is not possible. I don't know. There is no way. I don't know. I don't want to put that on anybody, you know? No, but, like, girl, come on. Like, she has no sense of where she is, though. Like, it's not like she's in her normal town. or she, Like, this is a lot. This is a lot to put on a person. She knows how to get to every... She knows how to get to everywhere in the town. Like, she... Yeah, but this isn't the town. This is the middle of the woods. I'm honestly not going to put that, you know... Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> So she ends up in the in this field. She like goes through all this shit and she ends up in a field of red berries. So, ooh, the bad color. It is spooky. It is it's guys, this is a really well done movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really it's, well it's done. It's so interesting when a movie is so well done that like the audience knowing that that creatures are fake and like it's knowing still that scary. red's not really it's a bad color, scary. it's still scary. So one of the creatures is there and she and it attacks Ivy. She tricks it, tricks it into going into the ravine. So it dies. Now we flash back to Noah 
being gone from his prison, which was just a room, but he's gone. They said that one of the suits from under the floorboards is gone. And we find out it was him attacking Ivy, and now he's at the bottom of the ravine dying. And I, I did get upset when I saw that. It is very upsetting. Also, Ivy doesn't know. Ivy doesn't know. She, she has no idea. Him. She had, Well, I mean, and she had every right to. He was attacking her. Oh, yeah, for sure. Why was he attacking she, her, though? I have no idea. Like, he, so... This is also, I think that Noah was skinning the animals, too, because at the beginning okay. of the film, they're hearing all the sounds in the woods, and he gets really excited. And when the creatures are coming, he's like, they're coming! They're, and he gets, he's, like, all excited about it. Like, He might be I the think, one skinning the animals. I feel like that would be him. Like, he's also, they give him a knife. That's how he stabs Lucius. Like, he, I mean, he's got to have developed some skills, you know, over his life. But I'm Googling who skims animals in the village. They never outright resolve it, but I bet it's Well, Noah. I know, but it's Noah. <sighs> hey, Noah killed the livestock. Noah, you're right, V. Good job. I'm telling I, you, I'm like two years away from being able to write my own movie. <laughs> it's Noah. It's totally theorize. Noah. Yep. Damn. Damn. Well, okay. And the way they were trying to set it up, because, like, at one point, the, they said they made up the legend of those who we do not speak of because the dad, Mr. Walker, used to, there's a legend about them in the books he used to teach at when he was teaching in the town. Because he was He was like a human something professor. Yeah. yeah. American history, I think he says later. Yeah. But, yeah, so they came up with the legend, but, like, they insinuate that the creatures may actually be out there. Because, like, they're, like, who's skinning the animals? And, like, then this random creature shows up and, and they it said, turns out to be Noah. Well, they also said, like, there were legends of yeah. something going on in these woods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, it could be Maryland. It could be the Blair Witch. And then we're full circle. <laughs> I just want it to be. I know. So Ivy does make it to the road that leads to the towns. She gets to the end of the road and it's a wall and she climbs it. Amazing. We we flash back to Walker or Ed Walker. He opens his own black box that's full of newspapers and photos of modern society, probably in about the 70s or 80s. We find out they were all afraid of modern society after something tragic happened to them. So, like, someone died, someone was murdered, someone, something happened in their yeah. immediate lives that pushed them to want to go away. Yeah. And Walker was the professor who came up with the idea of creating this world. Ivy is found by a wildlife preserve officer. He goes and finds medical equipment after some convincing. It brings it back to her, along with a ladder, which was very sweet. It was a very yeah, sweet touch. Yeah, that was touch. a good afterthought, yeah. It was a cute touch. She goes back, gives those things to people surrounding Lucius, and that's the end of the movie. They do so. find out that, um, the elders find out that Noah died, was killed, and they're like, we're going to say he was killed by one of the creatures. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're saying that, that, down, but yeah. that no one will go to the towns because the creatures are still out there. Basically, it's a lot of gaslighting. Yeah. I mean. Can we pull some cards, though, V? Can we pull some yes, cards? Yes, for sure. Okay, so we're definitely going to pull one. I'm assuming Lucius survives, but I'm pulling one anyway. I mean, he was. He was okay, I think. He was. If he survived that long. Yeah, Without anything, he was going to yeah. live. He just needed Yeah, to at recover. that point, it was going to be, like, infections that would kill him, you know? And I think that's what he grabbed. I think that's what the guy grabbed. I think he grabbed, like, antibiotics. Okay, so I have a five of swords and a reversed hermit. Oh, okay. You read reverses, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, um, I don't. In some decks, so. I don't, but, like, for the most part, I do. Yeah, so the hermit, well, the five of swords is, like, a conflict ending. Because there's somebody collecting swords and people walking away. So I think that life's probably going to go back to normal. But I would say that Lucius definitely survives. Like, he gets through the worst part of it. And I think that uh, the reverse hermit makes me think that he's going to be a little bit more... Especially because Ivy is a lot more rambunctious than he is. So yeah. he's probably going to be part of 
society a little bit more. She's probably hey, I she's probably going to tell him what happened. I don't think she knows what happened. No, I think no, but she she knows that there are no someone creatures. helped her. Someone helped yeah. her. Yeah, she I mean like she doesn't know that it's like modern day or anything like that, but she knows yeah. that there's medicines and stuff. Yeah. So, that's the five of swords and the hermit. So, yeah, I think that Lucius is going to be a little bit more involved in in life. I think that especially cuz his mother is an elder, it's probably going to pass to Lucius and Ivy. They also like kind of insinuate that that they're like Well, the yeah, next. they they talk about how after them, they don't know what's going to happen. Right. The elders say that. Yeah. Right. Like Lucius and Ivy are the people who continue the place. Okay, so let's talk about what happens like with the village in general. Please do. I can't believe there hasn't been a second one. I can. I don't know what other story you would tell. Like, that's just the end of it. Yeah, but that doesn't stop a lot of movies from happening. <laughs> okay. We have the Queen of Swords and the Page of Swords. So there's oh, definitely... lots of swords. It, well, yeah, which are like, you know, conflict and resisting yeah. conflict. And especially because this society was founded on getting away from violence. Yeah, yeah, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the Queen of Swords next to the Page of Swords definitely feels like, especially because this is what she looks like. Oh, can you see her like kind of handing, she's kind of handing off. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like handing off to the next generation because the Queen is literally older than the Page just by tarot. By the way, guys, V reads way more into the visual than I do. I do. Just a weird... No, that's a good and bad. Like, it just, that is showing that different readers read different things. For sure. So trust your reader and trust V, by the way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Queen of Swords is, like, passing, like, holding the hand out, kind of, like, passing the torch. And the Page of Swords is, is taking up the mantle and holding up the swords. But, like, there's also a lot of isolation. Like, the Page of Swords, can you see how there's, like, not really anything behind her? Yeah. So She's by herself. um, She's by herself, so I feel like the village is going to be fine, and I think that it's going to pass into the next hands peacefully. I don't know that I want it to. <laughs> I I don't know. You know, it's one of those things that's very interesting, and, like, I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, part of it is, like, they've created this idyllic society, and it's nice. But part of it is also they've let kids die because they didn't accept medicine, so. Exactly. Exactly, which is kind of why this whole thing starts. Anyway, guys, I think, is that it for Evie? I think so, unless there's anything else. Those those were good pulls. Those were great pulls. And you're an amazing tarot reader. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, Midnight showing. Midnight showing. What are you watching right now? So, I... Tried to talk about this when we did The Witches, but it was deleted. And But I'm going to talk about it anyway. So so I, mine was too, so I can still talk about that. There you go. So I did the bougie thing and went to the film festival here in Tampa. The Gasparilla International Film Festival turned 15 this year. And I got to go because a friend of my old friend of mine and listener, hello, Scott. Uh, Hi, Scott. Helped produce a film that was part of the Gasparilla International Film Festival called Relative. It's a story about um, the youngest in the family graduating and all the family coming back together and all of their random family drama, like possibly getting divorced, moving out of houses, you know, like dealing with uh, already fallen out marriages and things like that. Um, It was it was cute. It was entertaining. Um, Scott has a cameo in it. So that was pretty, that was was fun to see. He was supposed to come for the premiere, but uh, Spirit canceled his flight and couldn't rebook him. So that was kind of sad. Bummer. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's not currently available anywhere for you to watch because it, that was the world premiere of it was at the film festival. So, um, but it's called Relative. It's a 2021 film. Give it a gook. Wait for it it to come out. Maybe it'll come out. Um, Yeah, it's a super indie film. Okay, so guys, there's a show on Netflix called Archive 81. And as an archivist, it was very exciting. (laughs) Um, Because no one knows our profession. No one understands that our job is important. 
But either way, it starts with this guy getting this job that is restoring these tapes. These, like, not VHS. The little one, cassette tapes. Oh, wow. The ones that you can watch, cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. And it turns into this crazy, supernatural, horror, incredible show. I'm sorry, is this a found footage show? Kind of. (gasps) Yeah. I love found footage. It the half of it is found footage. Ah! It's absolutely awesome. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. I watched it through to the end now, and they are definitely setting up for a second season. There is no Yee! way there isn't going to be a second season. So watch it. There's a lot of occult stuff in it, which I really appreciated. And they're not like shitting on it. They're just express like they're just showing it. So definitely watch it. Matthew McGorry is in it, who was in How to Get Away with Murder with Viola ah. Davis. Yeah. Um, Viola's a queen. And yeah, that's my midnight showing. Sorry, I got overexcited Hi. because it's No, so good. it sounds exciting. It's, no, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Cool. All right, Kylie. Yes, ma'am. What are we doing next week? Death Becomes Her. It's a fan pick. It's a fan so pick. It's Armando's pick. Our, I know, I know, I know. So our exciting. new, our, probably our first, he's probably our OG. Let's be real here. Um, We're doing Death Becomes Her. I believe Meryl Streep is in it? Yeah, I think so. I know I very little about it because in true V fashion, I'm just going to put it up, put, push play and see what happens, babies. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on, but we're going to do Death Becomes Her next week. And... Mm-hmm. Please consider following us on Witch Theater with an R E. <laughs> we both said that at the same time. We are in sync now. We're on Instagram. I have a, f- I've gotten a few ads to the Facebook group. Welcome, Witch awesome. Theater, po- Witch Theater podcast on on Facebook. That's just me running it because V doesn't do Facebook. So just come on, hit me up. My Instagram is the Archivist Witch. What V. You fill us in on your whole shebang. I am back on social media. So I am Mystical Millennial on Instagram and I am Mystical Millennial TFL on TikTok, which has got new and different content for once. Uh, But also every week I offer to our listeners so that I can fund my movie rentals a $5 two card tarot reading if you provide the code word either to the Witch Theater Instagram or to my Instagram or Kylie honestly. You know if you're feeling really. She gets the notice. I'll let her know. Anyway, the code word this week is yellow. Mm. April's gonna be. Solid code word. Yes, yes. So, um, oh and this movie The Village is available on amazon prime for free until the end of end of march so you can check it there if you are so inclined should have said that at the top of the episode but whatever all right let becomes her uh if you have a stars subscription then that's free or it is 3.99 on amazon okay all right we'll see you next week we'll see you next week guys Bye. bye